you have your Bibles, would you open up? I don't have a whole lot of time. We're trying to keep things short, safe, sanitized, and supernatural. Amen. I would ask that you put your masks on, please. If everyone would just keep their masks on, even during the service, that would be, that would be great, unless you're speaking or singing. One pastor I heard, he said he's going to preach with his mask on. I don't know how in the world he's going to do that. But I'll keep my distance because if I come close, I don't want any holy spit coming your way. <laughs> All right. I want to just speak to you for a couple of moments. Again, I don't have a lot of time, but uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. Verse 10, the word of God tells us, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. I just want to speak to you uh, very briefly because of time's sake, uh, just that God remembers. God remembers. Today is Healthcare Workers Sunday and uh, we uh, want to honor those who have served on the front lines of this global pandemic. COVID-19 has been an unprecedented crisis in our lifetime like none other. Uh, when CNAs, directors, administrators, they went to work. Healthcare workers put themselves in harm's way consistently, conscientiously, and compassionately. And we applaud and honor you today for your good and faithful service. But I want to encourage everyone today with God's word from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, that God is not unjust to forget your work in your labor of love. God is not unjust to forget. God remembers every single act of kindness, every good deed we do. He also remembers the bad deeds. But that's not what this message is about this morning. He, Jesus said, he who gives a cup of cold water in my name will in no wise lose his reward. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he shall receive the same from the Lord. Galatians 6, 9 says, do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. You see, God is not unjust to forget. He remembers. The Lord remembers your acts of kindness, your labor of love. When you feel like everyone has served and you have worked so hard and you have done your best and still maybe there's no appreciation or no acknowledgement, understand that the Lord remembers. The Lord remembers. You know, in my yard, I had a, a fence gate that was just broken and never really got around to fixing it and, and this gate was just, I couldn't close it. And so every time I saw it, it was like, I gotta get that fixed. I gotta get that fixed. Anybody have any projects like that around your house? I gotta get that fixed, I gotta get that fixed. And, but anyway, finally somebody 
came and fixed that fence. It was about two or three years ago. And now that fence closes and opens and closes. And I, I like things to be in order and nice and neat. And I like, you know, things to work properly. So now it looks so nice. But you know what? Every time that I see that fence, you know what I think of? I think of that person who did it. That's sort of like a, a little memorial, uh, a, a remembrance. That act of kindness, that labor of love is always reminding me now, every time I see that fixed gate, that fence, of that person. It says in Acts chapter 10 that Cornelius' prayers and his giving came up to God as a memorial. God looked and remembered and saw his act of kindness, his love, his prayer, and he says, I remember Cornelius. I want to encourage you today, God truly remembers you for every act of kindness you've done, not only for the healthcare workers, but every servant of God in the house of God. The Lord said in one of his parables, well done, thou good and faithful service, servant. I want you to notice, he didn't say great and perfect servant. Aren't you glad? Or else we'd all be in trouble. But he says, good and faithful. God doesn't expect A plus and exactly right. God doesn't say, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. God says, well done, you good and faithful servant. Some people have said, well, if you want it done right, you've got to do it yourself. Aren't you glad God doesn't say that? But actually, he uses human vessels. He uses the church through the centuries. We, as a church universal, over 2,000 years of church history, we've not always gotten it right. We have made mistakes. The church has, has done some foolish things and, and, and made some, some serious, serious lack of judgment and, and, and not fully preached the gospel, but through it all, through it all, the church has survived. Through it all, you and I are here today, and we desire to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want you to turn with me in, to 2 Samuel chapter 9. I just want to encourage you this morning from the life of David. I love this passage of scripture, and may the Holy Spirit just touch your heart in 2 Samuel chapter 9, now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. We know him as Mephibosheth. Say that three times fast. I'm having a tough time saying it once. But David, after he had won battles, after he had established God's kingdom, expanded Jerusalem, and his rule and his reign was secure. 
He asked a penetrating question. He asked a heartfelt question. He said, is there not someone that I can show the kindness of God to? Wow. See, David was the king. He had a lot going on. Wouldn't you say he's the king of, of, of the nation? He has a royal cabinet. He has... Uh, uh, responsibilities, he has nations surrounding him that he has to have alliances with, has to be prepared for battle, and he had a lot of stuff. He had wealth, he had, writ he had servants, he had it all, and you know, isn't it something in life, you know, we all want more stuff, but the more you get, <laughs> takes a lot more work too, isn't it true? Um, the more stuff you have, uh, the, the, and, and then what happens when you have a lot more, what, what tends to happen with people, they become more self-absorbed. When you have a lot, you become more self-focused. You got a lot more to worry about, right? Isn't that true? You become preoccupied. You know, I've jokingly said, you know, some people in the church, they pray, Lord, bless me my spouse, my two children, us four, and no more. That's the focus, just me and mine and us, and that's it. But David asked, is there not someone? I pray that the Holy Spirit would maybe wake you up in the middle of the night or when you're going for a ride or when you're at work or wherever you are, that something would be dropped in your heart that, that you would say, is there not someone today that I can show the kindness of God to? Just be kind. Just be nice. You see, David asked that question and he asked about the household of Saul. Now Saul was his predecessor, and it was, it was policy, it was procedure, that any time a new king would come to rule and reign, he would destroy all of the offsprings of the previous king for fear of them uprising and taking his throne. But here is David looking to show the kindness of God even to his enemies if you will. Politically, it was not advantageous. Actually, it was quite opposite. But for David, who had a heart after God, and that saying means to have a heart like God. Are you listening to me this morning? Turn to the person next to you. You might have to wake them up. Maybe the lights are too low. They've fallen asleep. JK, JK. David had a heart after God. What does that mean? He had a heart that was like unto God. And so what is heart, God's heart? God's heart is one of kindness. God's heart is one of goodness. God's heart is one of tenderness. And for David, he wanted to show the kindness of God to someone. You see, God calls us to love and show kindness just like he did. He cared for us so much that it cost him his life. Matthew 20, verse 28, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom. Our kindness to others in their need is a reflection of God's kindness to us. 
You know, it says in Matthew chapter four, verse, uh, chapter five, verse 45, talking about the kindness of God, it says that God causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust, and he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And some of you might think, well, in the scriptures that rain is, always has a connotation of something negative. Oh, it's raining, or, or it's a flood, or it's something bad. You know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. But in the context, it's a positive thing. In the context, the sun and the rain were needed for crops to grow and to flourish. So the land needed not only the sun to shine, but the rain to fall. So God is saying that, that the love of the Heavenly Father is to all, even the good and the evil, the just and the unjust. He makes his sun to shine and his rain to fall so that there might be productivity, there might be produce in the earth even on the good and the evil. Aren't you glad God is so good this morning? But as I bring this to a close, I just want to ask you this morning, do you need a breakthrough in your life? Is spiritual warfare raging against you? Do you want to go to another level in God? You could pray and fast, and you should do that, and that is very strategic. But I will also believe Hear me this morning as I just bring this to a close. There might be an act of faith that God is calling you to do in obedience to set in motion the miraculous. Let me say that again. You could pray and fast, and you should. That's critical. But maybe for you to experience a miracle, a breakthrough, to go to another level, maybe there is an act of obedience, there's an act of kindness, there's a seed that God wants you to sow that will set in motion the miraculous power of God. Maybe you need to sow kindness to somebody because you need kindness. Human nature is to withdraw. Well, I got offended. Somebody didn't, wasn't kind to me. Somebody didn't give me a gift. Somebody didn't acknowledge me, and we withdraw. And that's a, that's a lie of the devil. That's a trick of the enemy. God's people ought to, ought to be kind. Not only, Jesus said, don't only love those who love you, because even the sinners do that. Anybody could do it, but love those who are unlovely. Amen? Don't look at your spouse right now, but love those that are unlovely. Sow a seed of finances. You know, I told you the story. There was a time about four or five years ago that we needed a new roof on this building. And we had gotten several quotes. They averaged around $100,000. Now hear me this morning. We did not have that money. We might have had, I don't know, back then, a few thousand, five, ten thousand in our account. Just all we had basically for operations and and, and that was it. We needed $100,000. So, so we began to, to save for that and prepare for that. But there was an African pastor who came to our church, and they needed a roof on their building. So as I, began, I was speaking with this pastor, God just touched my heart and said, I want you to give him. And I asked him, I said, well, how much would the materials be? And I guess, you know, for the roofs in Africa, it's copper or tin or whatever, the material. $3,000. So I felt the Lord say, sow a seed. You need a miracle. The church needs a miracle. Set something in motion. 
by the power of God, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by faith, the act of God moves the hand of God. So what did we do? We gave out of our need, out of our necessity. And what did God do? In a matter of, of a few months, God provided the resources for us to put a new roof on this building debt free. Can you give God praise this morning? Sow a seed of kindness, sow a seed of finances, sow a seed of ministry. My wife and I were out with a, a couple a few months ago out to eat, uh, leaders in, in another church, good friends of ours, and, and as we were talking, they were sharing how uh, their, uh, their children uh, are not serving God, their children are off course. And so you know what she said to us, the, the wife, she said, you know what we do? I, I, I pray for other children. I care for other children. I want to sow good seeds into other children's life because I need to see that in my own children. So what was she saying? What was she doing? She was saying that the act of obedience and sowing into somebody else's life will produce a harvest in her own life. Can you say amen? My wife has been one that I really appreciate her kindness and, and her thoughtfulness. She will hear of, of someone liking a certain food or liking something, and she, she'll make note of that and think of that person and maybe bake them their meal or uh, just, just a couple of weeks ago, she, we have some beautiful flowers in our front yard, and, and she made a couple of bouquets to give out to a couple of different people. What was that? That was the kindness of God in her heart. And imagine, and imagine if we would all function in this kindness. If we would all function like David and say, is there not someone? You might have a bad attitude this morning. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to those online in the second service. But you might be offended this morning. You might be going through something this morning. The devil will want to keep you bound in that place. You have, to, you have to step out in faith. You have to pray. Maybe today you pray, is there not someone that I can show a genuine act of kindness to? Amen. God bless you. Would you stand together with me this morning? I hope that was a blessing to you. I hope that was a help to you. I hope God has spoken to you this morning, especially in the day and age we live in. We have a, we have a pandemic. We have a, a COVID-19 crisis. We have, we have uh, uh, racial injustices that we're dealing with as a nation that we have to examine our heart and our soul. And I want to encourage you, begin to be a part of the solution. Amen. Would you begin to sow seeds in other people's lives, people of a different culture, of a different race, of a different people group? Come on, racism is not just black and white. I've seen racism in African countries amongst tribes. It's part of the sin nature. We need to bind that spirit. We need to break that spirit off of us. And, and you can pray and fast, but prayer and fasting is not enough. You have to act, amen? You have to love people, reach out to people, dialogue with people, listen. Come on, can, turn to the person next to you and say, you need to listen. You're not the only one that has all the answers, amen? Come on, we need to start a revolution. 
Come on, the world is in chaos, but the church needs to lead the way in being ministers of reconciliation. Amen? We reconcile people to God through preaching the cross of Jesus Christ, and we reconcile one another by loving them through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word that you are mindful of us, that you do not forget our good works, our, our, our labor, our sacrifice that we do in your name as we serve other people. So God, today I pray that you would bless the word of God to each and every person. Touch every heart today. Lord God, as we leave this place, God, may we be inspired, empowered. May we be refreshed by your presence. God, Help us to love one another. May we start right here, loving one another, caring for one another, praying for one another, even forgiving one another. God, we thank you today and we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. If you would go out, just kind of maybe by rows, slowly with your masks on, we'll exit the rear or the front of the platform area. God bless you.